Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on this episode, that I don't know if it's been highly anticipated, or at least thought of, or if anyone cares, <laughs> tough shit. You need to know about this to get any context of tomorrow's episode of uh, the testimony with Dow. So. I didn't realize some of the stuff that I we talked about in that um, bonus episode with Dal, um, no one knew about because I hadn't talked about it. So this is kind of why uh, Shadow Walker, today's episode, Shadow Walker Part 5, now exists. Also, we might talk a little bit about Megan and her uh, new abilities that she has yet to, well, not new, new to you guys, but some things that she's been doing that... Um, uh, are just as, or at least more impressive than what I can do. So, uh, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. So the first thing, by the way, Megan's here. She didn't say anything so far. Hey. Yeah. No, I did. I did the introduction. Did you? Yes. I, I said, said this is Isaac. You said Megan. Yeah. Sorry, I just recorded something beforehand, and my mind's everywhere. Um. So a small update on at least a recap. I know how to do this every single time. But if you're listening to this episode without listening to the previous Shadow Walk episodes, it's like watching the fifth movie in a line of four going, yeah, I, I can figure it out from context. No, no. But I'm giving you a short recap anyway. Uh, September 2020, I gained the ability to feel the energy of dead in my hands. From then on, the gain awoken in me, you would say. From then it evolved into pulling that energy into myself and filtering it. Now, I differentiate good from evil or light from neg- uh, positive energy from negative energy from my left hand being positive energy and my right hand being dark energy. Um, and I've only ever pulled dark energy. I've never pulled anything light. Megan can attest to this. Yes. Yes. I can. From then it evolved beyond filtering the energy through myself because I started taking the toll to imprisoning the dark energy into an object, not just any object, the King Solomon replica ring. Um, and for the last two years now, I have put a very long list of stuff in there. A very detailed list of how many demons, how many witches, skinwalkers, primordial evil, and I've lost count of how many human dark entities I put in there. What are you going to look for? Well, no, because I don't want to... You, you didn't put actual witches. It's like deceased Well, witches, d- like Yeah, spirits. the spirits of once. Just so people know. Cause you put you a know, witch in there? No, mm. because, you know... Yeah. You know. No, the dead spirits of witches. Four of them, to be exact. Um, No, five. I'm sorry, I forgot about the other one I took. Yeah, five of them. See, see we, how many cases we have and the amount of time, I keep forgetting how, how much. Really. Well, I think <laughs> a ha- the hat, okay, essentially, I feel like hag entities are very common. Well, I mean, these, these were. Especially with, like, shadow things, I've noticed. In, in some cases, we have the last couple of people so far. Uh, those are witches because they had demons in their stead. And hags essentially don't have that. Maybe a night hag yeah, or something okay. like that. So, but, like, there is a difference between hags and witches. Like, witches are... Okay, I gotcha. But as so far, yes, this ability of mine that's yet to be 100% defined, um, still figuring out it entirely, uh, is not psychic, is shamanistic. And that's one of my five names. I think I talked about in the last Shadow Walker series, my five names. Um, still five, nothing more. I don't have a sixth name now. Um, still five names. 
and those five names probably over my time of existing a past life and stuff like that is what's theorized anyway but when i listened to shadow walker part four and hearing how oh i sound in the mind mindset i was when i recorded i thought it can't get any better than this <laughs> what i have come to, and i recorded that in november shadow walker part four i recorded in november of last year right and it's only when i went april and I, the things I'm about to tell you now, far more advanced. One of the main things being is Megan is really is the one that, I guess, gave me the idea for this. She said, and Mike as well, on our Paranormal team, uh, he said when my tendrils launch out, when I fire them essentially at an entity and I wrap around and I pull them in, it said it sounds like a flashbang going off, like it's a ping Thing. sound going off. And you said it almost sounds like electricity, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that gave me an idea, are my tendrils electrified? Can they be electrified? Is there something with electricity that I'm not looking at? So the next entity that I grabbed, I imagine the, the tendrils that left my hand electrifying, like uh, we call it a taser or something. And yeah, lo and behold, electricity left my hands around the tendrils and electrified the entity that was in front of me. And weakened it to a point where it made it so much easier to pull in and, and put in the ring. So yeah, that's something I've been doing. Electrifying entities as I pull them. And Megan has heard what it sounds like when I do this. Yeah. Like it... it, Like just like electrical circuits. Like whenever you watch a movie or something and they're trying to over-exaggerate the sound of electricity, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I remember Mike heard it through uh, the spirit box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. When he was doing the Etsy method, because I remember I grabbed something, I electrified, and he was like, why did it sound like like, uh, like a, a transformer exploding? Yeah, it it's yeah. Very, very much sounds like, especially if you're a clear audience, you should random times be able to hear Isaac, um, you know, like with the, with it, it sounds like electricity. I know that's what. I don't tune in all the time to <laughs> when Isaac like pulls because I don't want to, I guess. I guess it's just like a protection, not protection thing for me, but I don't want to channel anything that he's pulling because it's getting put into the ring. So I kind of don't want to channel that. But sometimes I, it just, while I'm listening to the surroundings, it, it's just basically hear electricity. I don't hear the actual entity going into the ring um and that's why is because like i don't want to channel it i like because i've never channeled into the ring and i really no thanks <laughs> i've had things channel out to me before but um not not anything crazy so yeah a weird addition to know my ability that i can electrify them and it's more than just like uh, like tasering them it's like if I hooked up the taser to, you know, a transformer that powers an entire city, level electricity running through. So, um, but yeah, that's a small update on my tendril ability, right? Um, next major update has to do with mind forests. Now, I've talked previously in different episodes about the mind force and how it works, or at least what I see. And before, I would have to physically touch somebody in order to get contact. And then it... it I don't know if I've ever talked in Shadow Walker Part 4, but how I can now 
I don't have to touch somebody. I can send my tendrils out and they basically like connect to someone's head where like, I'm touching it with my tendrils and I can see into the mind forest. And that's where it evolved from there. Remote pulling through people's phones, right? Sitting my tendrils through the phone or video, whatever I'm looking through at the time and pulling from their house or location, something that I was mastering getting better at. And I've actually got to a point now where I can pull someone's whole entire house from the phone. I don't have to physically be there anymore. I don't have to physically touch my hand to the ground anymore. I can do an entire ground pull or area pull for my tendrils by just sending them out and wrapping around the location and pulling all at once. So doing through that phone is something else that's upgraded as well. But the mind force thing now, what I have got good at is pulling, or at least also two parts, looking at someone's mind force remotely through the phone and also pulling through someone's mind force through the phone as well. So I can clear someone's mind, and I don't have to physically be there. I can do it remotely. Well, mm-hmm. remotely as I remotely I can get. And that is where we started been helping people. Uh, I've lost count. I think we're up yeah. to 12, 12 people so yeah, far. Yeah, there's been a lot. And some one lady said it the best um, that we helped. It was very, very brief. She just wanted like a clearing. It was yeah. like a friend of a friend of a friend. Uh, but she called it what Isaac pulls the mind forest a subconscious clearing, mm. which makes sense that if there's an attachment, it would be uh, festering in there. So um, I don't know. I heard that and I thought that was a, a great way to say it, especially if you want to do more of a paranormal term. Um, well, the best way I describe to her is that the things in your dark side of your mind and the mind forest itself. Or whatever you regretted or shameful of or subconsciously negative emotions that you put down and hid from yourself. And it takes the shape of things in the mind force from uh, animals, from people, from different sounds, from even a scene of a crime. Right. One person actually had like a scene of a crime in their mind force. That was a negative energy. And whatever you went through, I describe it to you and you tell me if it relates anything to you. I can't tell you what it means. I just see what I see. And I can pull this energy from you and clear it out. And here's the other part. When I clear the darkness out of someone's mind forest, their spirit guide, or at least their main spirit guide, comes forward. Thanking me for clearing all the junk out and saying, now I'm here. Don't worry about anything else happening to so-so-and-so. Um, if they want to communicate with me, they can. And I've done this numerous times now, remotely. By the way, it's a new service we offer if you want to. <laughs> remotely. Yeah. yeah. I've done enough times now that I've, I've gotten pretty good at it. Remember, I did three people in one night oh, in the yeah. same house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, try me now. Well, try me now. Like, guys, it's not a fucking party trick, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But, no, it, it, yeah, I've gotten pretty good at it. And it's it's weird seeing some of the spirit guides in people's minds and the conversation I had with them. Anywhere from actors, from strong men, from, like, the 1930s circus from uh, a, a doctor from the 1800s, from a knight, from a Samoan, like an actual native Samoan from the islands of Samoa. Um, what else did I see? Different kinds of people. Uh, a, a woman who reminded me of like the depiction of the Mother Mary, the Virgin Mary, how she looked, the same shawl and everything, yeah. but it wasn't her, obviously. But that kind of look and stuff like that, it just they all seem to be different. And I think I've talked about, too, before in a previous episode, uh, I forgot what episode it was actually on, but on my little like series of constantly talking about movies and TV shows, 
um, to just to give examples and stuff like that. Um, and a show that I recently watched, it is called Lock and Key, I think. Yeah, it's on Netflix. And then that's kind of like kiddish, I guess. It's, it's, it's got a good story plot, but it is kind of like, I don't know, like Disney Channel-esque a little bit. Um, but one of the things that she did is she witnessed a, uh, she witnessed a crime. Her father was murdered and she moves to like a family house and these different keys do things. And that's like the whole like magical part of it. Like, and one of the things is that it'll let you go into your mind forest and your mind forest is created per like personable to you. So like, for instance, hers was like, a mall because she's like a teenager and she loved shopping. So hers was like a mall and there was like different areas that she would go in. And one of the things that kept coming up was like this hag lady and like the typical hags that, you know, you, you see like depicted. And she found out that that was the fear from the day that she witnessed her father being killed. And when she got rid of that, she was able to accomplish things more because she had a lot of fear with setting her back. So sometimes in people's mind forest, it can be attachments, but it could also be things that you've manifested that have created negative energy in your vessel. By the way, perfect segue. Um, Some of the things I've encountered aren't subconscious energy put into there. Sometimes they are intruders into Mm -hmm. mind forts. And not everyone has intruders right people that are being oppressed have intruders people who have been possessed definitely have intruders um or people that are well mostly it's oppressed cases that we've seen the true intruders and like someone who's being demonically attacked or by a negative entity they seem to put like a um a fail safe in someone's mind force just in case uh they get taken away and it's there um some of the things i've seen holy crap um from rocky earth elemental looking demons to weird creatures from hags from a jester looking joker kind of demonic entity that kind of laugh like the joker um it's like you'll never catch me right that kind of acting wise yeah. <laughs> uh, and some people have in their minds they have no idea um they just have a negative emotion that they can't understand or stuff like that and i usually i found out that people that have gone through something traumatic extremely traumatic um, their mind force always is very condensed. Like the trees are always so packed together. That I literally have to like squeeze myself through in order to get to the main housing point, which essentially is a house. And I've only ever seen that once, um, with one other person. And then, uh, I think we have about someone recently and she had the same kind of situation, except hers was a hut. I don't know if she wants me to say her name out there or not. Yeah. But she knows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now who the Simone was in after I cleared everything out. But it's strange. And then I saw it once again in someone else's, like a small house. And I'm thinking, okay, these people have gone through something traumatic. It's the reason why it's it's a, a defense station built to protect their mind from anything that's happening. So that kind of gave me a clue in when I see that. Obviously, they didn't, I didn't ever ask what the problem, what what she went through. I just like, obviously, you did go through something. Um, So that's something that the clue that gave me. That was something that was going on. Now, something else I figured out I can do in the moment. 
was with Dow's son case that we're talking about tomorrow when you listen to her uh, episode stuff like that. Um, one of the points I bring up, and this is not giving away anything away, it's just me explaining. Because I, you, you hear from her point of view, which mostly her telling her story. So it's not like I'm giving anything major away because I talk about it. But um, going into your son's mind, I wanted to leave some kind of protection. Now, after a few intruders into my own mind force, right? I needed to rebuild and re- redesign how it looked. Before my mind force that I built in my mind was just a simple woods, a clearing about the size of a football field and circumference all the way around, and a fire pit right in the center, four logs for me and my spirit guides to sit around and talk around the fire. That wasn't enough security. So what I did is I built, in the same place as the fire pit, a longhouse, Viking times and stuff like that. I kind of model it after the longhouse uh, from uh, Assassin's Creed's uh, Vikings or Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, so if you want to know what my longhouse looks like in my mind for it, that's what kind of it is. And you're giving me a board face over there. No, <laughs> no. We had an issue, not an issue, but like before, I'm chat. Don't mind me, I'm channeling. <laughs> On my end, not anything. I got like a bombardment of like messages and stuff before we actually started doing the episode. So if I'm quiet, it's just I'm trying to organize plus pay attention. So, yeah. but well, she's heard this all before anyway. <laughs> in the longhouse, um, I of course I designed it in detail and, and, and stuff like that. But in the center where the fire pit is, I burned using my tendrils and electrifying ability at the same time the rune of protection, the the alibi, uh protection symbol with a, a wheel of runes behind, uh, around it and that I kind of put in the center on the ground in the middle of the longhouse as a sign of protection along with the fire pit above it and of course all of us now sitting in more chairs and logs so I kind of you know upgraded you would say and the longhouse is more a major form of protection now because I noticed that other people who've had experiences built a house to protect their main source of their mind so I was like let me do the same but mine's a little more self-designed and it's not so as trying to shield me as it's just a major another form of protection anyway but that symbol burning into the the wood floor of my longhouse my mind force gave me the idea could i do that to somebody else so in dal's son when i cleared everything out when i took the demonic entity that was in his mind force out of there had a spirit guy come forward i burned a rune of protection in his mind force. But to do so in his called a lot of effort on my end. I literally was burning the rune of protection with my right hand, using my tendrils to design it into the ground of his mind force, and pulling lightning from the ether sky of his mind force with my left hand to transfer through me to electrify my tendrils enough to burn the rune of protection in his mind force. And when it was done, when the symbol was there, it glowed blue. Now, at this point in time, if you kept with me so far, if you believe anything I kept talking about, hey, good for you, because I know I would be like, what is the fucking thing? What's he talking about? Yeah. Anyway, no, you hear it from Dallas' perspective how, and Mike, who witnessed me doing this, and what happened to her son, and how he looked. So, be prepared for that tomorrow. Mike from Unknown Paranormal. Mike from Unknown Paranormal. <laughs> there's a mic on every team. Every paranormal team has to have a mic. You're not a real paranormal team unless you have a mic on it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um... But you hear his perspective of what he witnessed when I was doing this. 
Uh, so you get to see that. But that is small updates of my abilities, what I've been doing so far. Nothing else out of the ordinary except for those minor upgrades to me remote pulling now from people's minds, talking to their spirit guys remotely, all that stuff. But one thing I looked up, because I was still interested, and I, believe me, I've been looking into my ability and stuff like that, trying to figure it out. I know since I started the Shadow Walker series, trying to find the answer of what I actually am. And the closest I've got to is I'm a shaman, a natural shaman. I was born to do this versus a shaman who learned how to be a shaman. That's the main difference is that most shamans learn how to be a shaman. They can do a tenth of what I can do, but they had to learn how to do it. I naturally do it. So um, that's the closest answer I can give anyone is I'm a shaman. And that came from the reason why we even went down that route is because when he was telling me one time about like more about his ability and like I don't know we were going over things and um I kept getting this shaman guy coming through and I was like just an image of a shaman and he was uh hitting the staff and like shaking it at me and I was like okay I don't know what this means what am I supposed to do with this look at the staff look at the staff yeah it, it, I mean it was infant like emphasis yeah sorry mm -hmm. I don't know if I was gonna say that right emphasis on the staff like hey pay attention to this so then I started researching and obviously um every culture kind of has to a degree their form of shaman um you know, natives have them. Viking, during the Viking Age, Vikings had them. Um, what else? Oh, voodoo and hoodoo cultures, they have it. Um, so there's a lot. And this, this guy looked like he was from like the voodoo and like hoodoo culture. Like he, to the T, looked like a witch doctor, right? Shaman, essentially. And so, I didn't understand that because my concept of it was like typical, like the leader, the guide, natural healing using like energy manipulation and like herbal stuff. And like, I, I did know they like combated certain things, but I was like, I didn't know too much about it. So then I started digging deeper and then I started finding out that there were these shamans in different cultures that were referred to as war shamans. And they essentially, Granted, majority of them would astral project, but a lot of them does do to, to a T, well, not to a T, but similar stuff to Isaac. They would clear people's minds. They would, um, pull attachments. They would, um, push back things like heal you, um, spiritually that way. And so, uh, I still was like, well, okay, what's the significance of the staff, right? Apparently in some cultures, and I've looked this up and it was on multiple, it, it did take a little bit of digging, but it was on multiple articles about it. And in different cultures too, the staff, when, when the shamans would, you know, do their whole like cleansing routine of pulling from somebody, right? Guess where they would put the entities? in their staff so it's not very far-fetched that isaac puts it in a ring puts it in an object because there had been 
people in the past, shamans. And that's why I tried telling or told Isaac to look more into the, like, get away from, like, the psychic side of things and start looking more in the shamanistic side of things. Because the conception of what a shaman is is kind of just misconstrued, I guess. Just like you have psychics that just deliver messages about loved ones and stuff like that, people on the other side, and there's psychics that actually go combat the darker stuff. So just like that. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, nice overview. That's why I got a war shaman as one of my five names. Small small reminder. Uh, five, my five names. Earthshaker. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> he even has this, this Facebook tag. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. Earthshaker, War Shaman, uh, Odin Stranger, uh, Shadow Walker, obviously, and then, of course, Ashwakanta, mm-hmm. the Reaver of Souls. Which anyone who's Cheyenne who's listening to this episode and instantly goes, Ashwakanta? Yeah. Contact me if you know anything what that word means. It's Alakwanka. I might be saying it wrong, too. Ashwakanta. That's what. And it, was it comes told to through me. on the spirit box at locations, which is insane yeah like out of all the names that one comes well, through majority of times native spirits are calling me yeah there, so um but i was researching on something that was told to me way back when when i first started the whole figuring out that i'm a shadow walker because the other terminology used to describe my ability at the time was psychopomp right and I decided you know what if that word has been around let me check that let me see if I can find anything on that so I Put in psychopomp and podcast to see if I can find anybody talking about it. Yeah, I found a few. And the consensus of a psychopomp is someone who that spiritually goes in the spiritual plane and helps spirits cross over by going to combat for them or at least going there and helping them cross by actually finding them and telling them, hey, it's time to go, move across. I said, that doesn't sound like anything I do. That sounds like Megan. Yeah. Because that's exactly what you do. In our investigations, you help spirits cross over by going to their place and saying, hey, guys, the door's over here. It's time to go. That's a psychopomp. You yeah. do. And it's not It's not essentially you are a psychopomp. You do psychopomp work. Which is interesting. Yeah. So I was like, you're in, in raw reality. If the Shadow Walker is a psychopomp, definitely you're the Shadow Walker. Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> no, plot twist. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. But. The Shadow Walker is not essentially a terminology that's associated with Psychopomp. I don't know where it originally came from when it was given to me, but now it's just stuck, stuck. So that's why I'm the Shadow Walker or what we call Shadow Walker Paranormal. Yeah. 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 Well, I think there's like multiple meanings behind it too. I mean, there's a little bit of a, I think it's ironic that we're, we created Hidden in the Shadows before that even came. And yeah. we're Hidden in the Shadows and then Shadow Walker, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Cause it's like, Podcast in the shadows, and then I find out that the name is Shadow Walker, and then we named our paranormal team Shadow Walker Paranormal. So, yeah, so it's kind of interesting how everything that was before we were even investigating. I was just calling myself like, "Oh, I'm just sensitive to spirits." Oh no! And now you're <laughs> just... remote viewing. And speaking of which, uh, something that Megan has what's the word been on the fence about talking about, but um. I feel is one thing that you could tell people about because if you think what I do, I know if you listen to our podcast since the beginning or even recently you got into it or stuff like that, and maybe you just listened to the Shadow Walker series up to this point and going, 
God damn, Isaac, is there anything that can fucking stop you? Or like, you sound, you know, this powerful and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, I, there's a lot. Of, I mean, even to myself, when I think about my ability, I'm like, it sounds so far out there and stuff like that. That how can someone like me be around, do what I do, and yet no one either knows about you or chooses not to believe? Yeah, it, it's when you're so outlandish and so out of the world and it contradict anything that's already been written and believed on, you, what's the word? You, you disturb the natural order of things that have already been put in place. But besides that, the point I was trying to make is that as powerful as you think I am, Megan has been with her own gifts. Now, you did your own episode on psychic uh, stuff, yeah, abilities, abilities, but that was a long time ago now. Mm. But your main ability amongst all the other ones that you can do is remote viewing. And not only can you remote view, you can go anywhere you want to anyone at any time and channel the person that you're going to see. And all you need is a picture of their face and you automatically can see exactly where they are and what they're doing. Yeah. Alive or dead. Yeah. Um, so if <laughs> you might get bombarded with messages now. Can you talk to my dead relative? I need to know. Yeah. No, I always am nervous to talk because Isaac is different than me. His his thing is, is different. I'm nonchalant. I- You're way over nervous. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. He's very, he, I do have to give him props. I wish I was more like this, but technically this is what I'm supposed to be combating in this lifetime, according to everything that I've uncovered about myself. But I am very, I have very low self-esteem and I. As much as I try to raise it up, you yeah, keep smacking it down. Yeah, I'm my own worst enemy in that aspect. Um, And as much as I would love to say what people think of me. Um, I'm not like that. I've tried. I'm getting better. I'm way, oh my God, I'm way better than what I used to be. Um, but I, I tend to shut down, especially when we get any kind of negative things. And, uh, I just get nervous about like getting negative comments or getting, uh, cause we have had, we've had, we've had people that have like attacked us and me personally about things and so i'm always reluctant to share it because it's something that you know it literally consumes my everyday life and it's a huge part of me and and, and uh yeah so there's a little bit of information about me but um was i going with this oh yeah um but i i don't like to really talk about advancements like isaac does and he does it because he wants to be able to show people and let them know, like, hey, I, I can do this. I got it. And I'm the opposite, where I'm just, like, I'm very quiet about it um, and stuff. Yeah, because you always get nervous when I, when I say yeah. the same statement I've been saying since forever now. And, I don't, like, I, again, I have to reiterate every single time, because it doesn't matter how many times I say it or how I say it, it comes off as egotistical or cocky every single time. But it's, it's not. It's just a matter of fact. Nothing has been able to stop me once I started pulling. But I think, too, like with Isaac's ability, he has to kind of be that way because just from, I mean, you just take movies alone that they talk about, like demonic possession and demonic stuff, demonic beings, attachments, whatever you want to be. You can't have that that honestly has self-doubt in my own abilities, like just because 
what other people I feel like other people are going to say if I talk about my abilities um, has stopped me from opportunities and has stopped me from even furthering myself. Now, granted, I'm getting better at it I'm because it's crazy. My higher self is because I've talked to my higher self. Uh, my higher self is extremely confident and I'm just not there yet. But with that being saying, I mean, it's a work in progress, you know. But the ability that I want to talk about, well, two actually, because I just reminded myself of another. That's a, it's in Dallas episode that we talk about. Mm-hmm. But one specifically that uh, I have never heard about before, nor I think anyone else has. Granted, you've never heard about what I can do. A lot of people mm-hmm. say that already. Well, I've yeah. never heard that before. But what you can do. Okay, so imagine this. Megan is remote viewing into your house. The phone breaks. I can't visually see what's going on in your place because either the entity destroyed the phone or the signal's so bad they can't tell, and I can't remote view pull. Shit, how do we help you out? Well, easy scenarios are thus clearing someone's house out, the service we offer everyone for free, mind you, because I know people say, well, how much do you charge for this? You don't charge nothing for nobody, right? Yeah. And never have, never will. If it's, It feels morally wrong to me. To do so, to charge someone for psychic services that you have over anyone all the time. It, it just feels yeah, wrong. Well, because you don't know the, the financial situation and you don't know. Because I know, like, there's been some people that have messaged us that said, Thank God you don't charge because I don't have anything to give you. And your thanks is enough. Yeah. But a situation like that, like, what if, you know, we're offering our services, someone at the phone breaks, I can't visually see, but the entity's still there, we can have it, whatever we do. The backup plan to everything, right? This is kind of like we use as a last resort. Uh, is Megan, as she puts it, body bags the entity. Well, that's what you you say it's body bag. You're like, come in a body bag. Oh, because okay. First of all, <laughs> the way I I it 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 happens basically you take the entity from the place that it is and you bring it to our place here where i can pull it yeah and the reason why i say that is because the i guess okay so this is this is energy manipulation and out energy alchemy and all of that stuff astral projection all of that in a nutshell because that's that's what it is to its core of what it i'm doing is basically i remote view and i put a you know like how shamans and stuff like that can send like healing energy and stuff like that well i can i don't know it's just i don't even know how to explain it it's like this thing that literally looks like a body bag it engulfs whatever entity and i can oh my god it sounds so crazy when i say it oh you told me i was Um, like what (laughs) and take it take it back with me when i go because obviously i can ask one of the things of remote viewing and astral projection, I can do it on command. Before, you know, like a lot of times astral projection happens when you sleep and stuff like that. I can do it on command. Like I can be here in my vessel, but I can be somewhere else mentally. Or, yeah, I guess. And the reason why I say body bag is because it looks like a, it looks like a body bag. And it just came natural. I just called it that. I was like, I'm going to body bag an entity. And, um and you told me that i thought that line from <laughs> oh, karate yeah. kid and that's like one of my favorite like probably my top 10 favorite like movies and even series with cobra Kai. get a body bag yeah. yeah um 
But yeah, you you've done that several mm-hmm. times already. You've taken something from one place and basically teleported it to yeah. where we are here, and yeah. or dragged it back with you as you remote view back. And to I've the house. had I've had bad instances when that's happened. When I first started doing it, and it, I attached stuff to myself. So the one time really that it got it got weird is that you're like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Like, I don't know. And I go into your mind forest, and there it is a. <laughs> In in your mind forest, people are like, oh, I wonder what Megan's mind forest looks like. Uh, it's 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 woods. It's kind of like West Virginia woods, right? It's more woods than forest. And in the central opening, like there's a pathway that walks, and there's a a, a break that's about the size of a double sided, like a French door amount of width. It goes into a, a half or semicircle opening of woods and a natural stone bench that's at the other end. Like what you walk in, it's on the opposite side. Opening wise, clearing, uh, like there's no, and the moonlight shooting through, illuminating this area. And on that stone natural bench is her main spirit guide named Mary. It's a woman from biblical times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in that semicircle, when I went in there one time, I saw a body bag essentially with somebody inside yelling and screaming like they were gagged. Like I couldn't hear what they were saying, but her. Well, I think too. And I have had to grab it and like pull it. From your mind force and put it into the ring. And a lot of this, you're probably like, what? This doesn't make any sense. Like, how Nothing could you we've do talked that? about makes like, sense. How, yeah. <laughs> how could you do that? But it has to deal, do with manifesting with your abilities and using your man- imagination to influence energy, if that makes sense. That's how I get it anyways. Because it's like, okay, they're physically in a body bag. Like, what is that? And that's just my thing of interpreting me putting the energy over the entity and bringing it and i don't do that very often because i I, to me it's like until i fully master it it's kind of dangerous but it would be valuable and i guess it's like our our backup yeah 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 if like uh something is making someone nauseous at a location and they're staying away from isaac i can be like bro get over here you know yeah but that's one of many parts of something new you did. Mm-hmm. Um, the new thing that you did was apparently, excuse me, um, you you put a shield around our house. Mm-hmm. But you do so by us burying stones in the corners of our house, insulting it around, and then imagining, manifesting the shield of protection like a dome around our house. Mm-hmm. But you had to keep doing that. You could never permanently leave it there. Yeah. So... In a dire effort, I asked, could you remote view to Dow's house and put a protection shield around her place? Like, imagine it manifested around her house as a shield of protection. And you're like, I've never done that before. Let me try. And yeah, you did. You put a shield around her house and kept it there permanently. But it's funny how you described how you did it. Oh, yeah. Because, again, you have, like, especially with abilities and energy manipulation, you have to use your imagination. The mind, irregardless of abilities and without abilities, the most, the most in- insane thing. Like, you can use your imagination. I-, I sometimes think that's why sometimes, you know, you're told as kids not to flourish your imagination. You're, you know, as you get older, like, shut up. That's your, sh- your- ignore your imagination. My like, mind's playing tricks on me. Yeah. Um, is because your imagination can do, can, can help you do a lot of things, especially if you have abilities. And, uh, best way I could describe it is like, I imagine myself at, I'm remote viewing, I'm at the location 
a white light is starting, which is a typical like protection thing that they tell you. Imagine a white light is engulfed, you know, whatever, um, around you, starting from your chest point, which is your heart chakra. Um, and oh, I just like ran around the. I hate saying this sounds so bad. Ran around the house like Quicksilver. Flash is faster. Flash. flash. Okay. Why do you go Quicksilver? I don't, I don't know. Don't ask. Flash me. is faster. Yeah, flash. Like, I just imagined running around, and that has also helped me being able to maintain going back and keep making sure nothing is doing it. I said stirring up the pot. Stirring up the pot, yeah. yeah. Keeping it energy Keeping fresh. Keeping it forced. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, this is kind of like Shadow Walker Part 5 slash Magnum Abilities 2. Uh, our services... As they stand now. Guarantee that. Does it matter. Where you are. Or what what you're going through. Whatever like that. We can find these things. And take care of them. From across the world. Or next door. That does not matter anymore. Before it was a limitation to our abilities. Of where we can see and physically go. Not so much anymore. If I can physically see. Where you are, like via, you know, FaceTime or Instagram video message or whatever. It's done. It's over. When it comes to anything pulling wise. When it comes to seeing what's there and dealing with it, Megan can see it. And if the phones are no longer accessible to use or work with. Plan B or the hard part, Megan body bags the entity, which are using that terminology now. And brings it back here where I can take care of it. So, like I said, there's nothing, nowhere we can't handle. And as a paranormal team saying that, that's a big balls thing to say. But it's true. From our cases that we've done so far and how many people we've helped, everyone can agree to the same that you weren't even physically here and you saw everything how I described it to you. You took care of it in my house now is completely different. And when you hear Dal's episode tomorrow and hear her speak of how we helped her, hear the emotion in her voice from how dire she was before and how happy she is now. You hear the proof in her voice of how we helped people. And she's just one of the many people we've helped so far. She's the only one that I've asked so far to come on and talk about. I think I have a few others lined up who I want to bring on. But I asked her because I know her story was extremely dire and I know how grateful she was and all that stuff. So having hear her story might encourage more people out there to reach out to us. Because I know some people might be on the fence about can these people even real? They don't charge anybody for what they do. Yeah, that was a big thing. A lot of people were hesitant uh, because we don't charge. And um, it's just... That, that was the same they don't char- we don't charge for what what we do. We do it efficiently. Better than anyone has ever done before. We do it faster than anyone has before. My record time for clearing an entire house of three entities in someone's place, 20 minutes. Less than half an hour I can take care of something that you would have to bring in priests, shamans, demonologists who would take weeks, days, weeks, even years to attempt to get rid of unless than 30. Uh, well, that's, I am better than a pizza delivery place when well, it comes to taking care of these things. Well, that's the thing. And, and that was a little 
one, <clears throat> one of the things I found interesting when we did the Vatican is that they not only were talking about it would take years. Um, well, I guess that's more of a possession, but, mm. uh, they were saying how people would go through multiple exorcisms and it would take multiple years and stuff like that. And I, and the, but this is, the, but this differ. is the thing that I wish would be more of a thing. And I guess it just naturally happens because we're, uh, married, <laughs> but it's two people with abilities working together to help somebody. So, and one of my things that I wish a lot of psychics would do, or even people with abilities would team up and help use the the strengths and and i think that's one of the major points with our paranormal team is we all have different abilities we all have different strengths and coming together to work as one team to help a location or help you know um a person if if it was a, like a residential case or something like that but I always say you're my eyes and ears because I can't see them or hear them unless I'm yeah. physically touching them or my tendrils are, which is the word I use to describe them because they are technically tendrils leaving my hands. Well, they're extensions of my hand, my fingers, right? But on the energy level and stuff like that. Uh, but the point I was making about our, our team, right? We offer these services for free, faster, more efficient than anyone else there out in the world. And that's the part where people have hard to believe because they... In their mind, most people, and I, and I thought about this myself, I thought, of what, what are some people's uh, oppositions about asking for help? Well, if you don't charge anybody, why do you do it? You have to have an ulterior motive. You have to have an ulterior motive. There is no way someone this powerful who can do this this officially and this fast doesn't have an ulterior motive. You're using these things for something. You're you're creating spells. You're, you're using them for secrets or knowledge or, or magic or whatever like that. Uh, No. None of the above. Yeah, no. I said why I do it for free, right? Because I feel morally wrong about asking people for money before I help them. It's like a doctor asking how much you're going to pay me before you heal them. Yeah. Um, And I imprison these things to ensure that they can no longer harm anyone anywhere ever again. When a, when a priest, I'm not saying priests are, are, are good people to have around. I'm saying when they perform an exorcism and they push the demon out of somebody and they force it to leave. It does not go back to hell. It goes somewhere else. It leaves that space of area. Yeah. And then it's out there again to harm somebody else, somewhere else. And that is like, you're just creating a problem for somebody else. Yeah. It's still out there, still doing stuff. Oh, with me? No. Everything that I come across, I have taken and put in one location where it can no longer escape or get out or bother anyone ever again. And some people have issues with that and... Yeah. Why would you have an issue with me locking up a psychopathic murderer who only gets pleasure out of torturing people and watching their eyeball as he rips them out and eats them? Oh, well, why would you? Why would you put that person? He has feelings. Why would you? No, you're trying to stop stop from what taking people out. But I regress. Yeah, our main goal is helping people. Is is ensuring that people find peace. Because some people we've helped go through immense amount of torture and torment unlike anyone's ever come up before. And they've reached out to people and they've asked for help from different shamans, from paranormal investigators. And they got maybe a piece for about a week before whatever they're dealing with comes back. And they have a 30-minute call with me and it's gone. And there's an instant change. Everything's back to normal. It's like nothing was ever there. 
And that, to some people, they find extremely unbelievable. And I understand. I would be unbelievable too. But when you hear someone else, besides me and Megan, talking about this, from their perspective, from their experience, it's hard to put anything against it. But you'll hear more about that tomorrow in Dallas' episode. I just wanted to give a Shadow Walker Fire Pirate update and talk a little bit about Megan's abilities too. You know, she doesn't like talking about them. No, I hate it. <laughs> I really do. Like, basic stuff, but I hate... I'm I'm just the opposite of, of Isaac. I just don't like... At the moment, I guarantee one point in time in the future, hopefully uh, yeah, you'll be maybe. like... Yeah. Don't mess with me. Yeah, and it's not like, like I don't have my own receipts for my abilities or anything like that. It's just I... I I'm just a shy person, I guess. I'm all kind of on here. And... So I try my hardest not to care about like what people that don't like us or whatever say or people that doubt because there's always, I mean, especially in the paranormal field, there's always going to be doubt. There is, I mean. Well, we contradict a lot of what people have been believed for years. So it's, it's, it's hard to accept anything that's outside of what they've known forever. And who knows? We may not be the only people with these abilities. There could potentially be more people, but they don't have the access to promote to say it and that's why i think we talk about it especially with our abilities is because it's important just in case there is people out there to know that they are not alone yeah that there's you know there's ways to cope with having those types of abilities so i think that wraps us up for today uh i say shadow walker part six will be out in another year but who the hell knows what happens in a month and one month with us i did five mine clearings and and two cases so uh who the hell's no i mean april's been kind of calm so far um but i say that now watch us have like well it's like it's <laughs> calm it's calm spiritually but like yeah and and life it's just yeah a doozy but uh hopefully i can put shadow walker part six further out but um who the hell knows what's going to happen in the next couple of months so but uh, as always, guys, you can catch our uh, social media at Hidden the Shadows podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shaw 6 on Twitter, Hidden the Podcast 2 on TikTok, or links to all our social media. Always you can listen to us at HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. Um, and look forward to Dow's testimony episode tomorrow. Uh, but as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yep.